0: Hello and welcome to the Everton Fans Forum podcast. Podcast following our meeting with the uh, club on Thursday the 29th of April. I'm joined today uh, by Jazz who's the Everton Fans Forum chair, and also Mike Thomas and it's myself Dave Whitchley who will be your host today um i think it's only fair to say chaps isn't it um there's been a lot go on um over the the last uh 3 4 weeks now it's uh, probably a, a lot less than that but it seems more uh but certainly the, the the topic of discussion at the moment is this european super league and the, the treacherous six as they've been quite rightly named um so oh god what were your thoughts
1: yeah so to um, to be honest it
0: was,
1: was it really unexpected i don't know um, I think there's there's been a sort of a few of these moves this year, hasn't there? With the um, project Big Picture, and I, I remember back in January and that we we sort of raised the issue to the, the European Super League again. Like when that must have been fed by some sort of leaked documents as well. So, but it just shows how long it's been going on. And I, I think it, I think it's fair to say that looking at the sort of immediate backlash and that it's no no fans were keen on the changing it to that sort of new process.
2: I think things like this have sort of been muted out um, for like for years. So you know, the as you say, project big picture and all that there's always been the sort of indication that the the big clubs, as the as they claim to be, you know, want to take the power into their own hands. But it's always seemed in the past as a bit of a bargaining chip to get something, you know, to get a little bit more telly money, something like that. And I think the shock with this one was that it was the first time that you saw a. What seemed to be a genuine intent to leave, you know, like with a ready-made plan, and I think, I think that shocked the fans of the Big Six as much as it shocked everyone else, really, because there definitely came a point where I thought, you know, this is this is going too far to turn around, really. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. It was. It, it certainly, obviously, we say sort of the, the bigger clubs. I suppose another way of spinning it is that the clubs with the big amounts of debt, yeah, who were, were, were really. Feeling the pinch during COVID and, and, and the likes as well. So I don't think anyone's surprised to see the other teams who were later, especially if you look at Spain and Italy, you know what I mean? That their, their, their teams there, like the <clears throat> Barcelona's, the Real Madrid's, the Juventus, AC Milan, that team um, into Milan, sorry, their, their teams who were sort of public, it's publicly known, isn't it, that, that they are struggling financially in a big way. So I, I think there's always going to be a, a move of sorts. It's just, um, it wasn't it wasn't really great PR the way it came out was
0: it, it it's interesting because it? you know certainly after the you know the, the last 12 months and, and we've seen all the work that Everton have done to support people in the community you know all the blue family campaign you know thousands of people have been helped um uh, you know countless acts of you know phone calls and supporting people financially and you know it it was very much a club that's in touch with its its fan base you know and and understands that it's you know these these clubs. At the end of the day, you know they they, they span generations. You know, my dad and my grandfather and, and like like yourselves would be exactly the same. You know, and it lasts many generations more. They almost belong to the city, the institution in the city that, that support communities, and for for, for clubs to just suggest that they're just going to just take all that away and just leave everyone in such a. A terrible state, especially when our club has been doing the right thing right the way through. It, it did leave a really bitter taste in your mouth, didn't it? I know. I, I know. I've only just begun to calm down. This is me calm, I suppose. I mean, I, I don't wish anything but bad on Liverpool, but um, <laughs> but you know, the, the thought of the not, you
2: know, I I know that I'm gonna, you know, my kids are probably very unlikely unless I going to shift on, gonna get to Goodison Park. Do you know what I mean? And I'll have to remind, i you know, I'll have to tell them what it was like being there and all well, that sort of stuff, but I never thought I'd have to explain to my kids what a Merseyside derby was. And that just seemed like, it seemed like everything you sort of knew about what football was, was just about to turn on its head, really. And it was it was just disrespect by people who have no understanding or care for the actual game itself, and just treating it like American football, which, about uh, well, American sports in general, which, you know, it just isn't the European model. It might work over there. But as you say, it's, it, Intrinsic to communities here, it's people still support the clubs whose great grandfathers and things like that started it. So you just can't rip that heritage away. And I think, thankfully, football sort of won in the end, particularly in this country. And it's it's as you say, it's now it's now a time to look and see how we can reform, that to stop it ever happening again, basically. Yeah, you know, right. the, <clears throat> the the
1: sort of the, the backswell of, of support was was, was unanimous. wasn't did. There's a lot of issues that have been sort of raised over the last year and a half, two years or whatever, which you could argue um, are more sort of focused on sort of minority groups which have not this level of support. You know I mean? And then all of a sudden, football, football fans as a whole all turn around unanimously, unanimously in this country and they turn around and said, no, no, the, the things have got to change now. Yeah, And, and do you know what it's like? The, the FSA's been working for ages in terms of um, a fan led review. and the, the, the one positive so far that has, has come out of, of this sort of move is the, the government commitment to, to sort of reinvigorate that
0: now as well. I think that's the interesting one, isn't it? Because uh, obviously we, we, we're tribalists by the very fact that we're in, you know, a City with with two clubs. But on the bigger issues, you know, fans do come together. You know, we've seen Everton fans and Liverpool fans unite. And I think, you know, now's a really important time where, you know, the FSA uh, can be the, the conduit and the driver behind that. But to bring everyone together and to unite and, you know, I think that's a, a real good cool factor that we're part of the FSA there, Jazz, isn't it? And you, you've been in dialogue with them uh, because you know that collective approach to really solve the the bigger ticket issues on this and to prevent it happening ever again is really important, isn't it?
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. And do, do you know what the um, the, the, the being a particularly busy group with the Premier League network there, as well as the, um, the sort of the, the the supporters group reps who were part of who were associated to them six clubs. They, they they got out there straight away. It's co- coordinated responses. you Know what I mean? From Port, like Spencer Shankley, from Man City Sporters, from Man United Sports Trust, all, all, all of them were sort of unanimous in the in the joint delivery of the statements, And it's pretty obvious obvious that that it wasn't going to cut it. Um, and then obviously that that's grown again this last weekend, hasn't it? With um, with with what happened at, at Old Trafford.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it's, you know, the anger's clear, you know, fans aren't happy. You know, these football clubs belong, you know, to, to, to the fans, you know, football without the fans is, is simply nothing. Um, so it, obviously that kind of takes us round to to, to our reaction as a forum, um, because obviously, we, we you know, we've been feeding in, haven't we, to, the, you know, that wider group. Uh, but I don't know, Jazzy, you want to give a, a couple of highlights for what we've done initially. Obviously, we've had that dialogue with the club on Thursday with, with recommendations and an approach put towards them, haven't we? Yeah, so so just to give a bit of background to that,
1: so probably um, it was the Friday before the meeting, <clears throat> I, was, I, was, I had quite a few conversations with sort of a, a few people within the club um, in, in terms of um, the opportunity this is now to sort of gauge fan sentiments, I suppose. Um, and, and, and that was all prior to, um, to the CEO, Denise, sending out that email on, on the Friday evening. Um, like we're really grateful to her for sort of pushing us front and center there because it's uh, as, as we say this, is, this we are the fans forum we represent all fans and, and hopefully we can sort of feed back into the loop. Um, so Denise requested that anybody who did have any sort of strong ideas or thoughts um email them to herself and <clears throat> we had hundreds of responses. Um, they, they along four different themes. and um, so those themes were um, well done for the public statements. Obviously that's one thing that Everton traditionally don't do. Um, but to sort of um, push out that public statement from the board, from Denise, uh, from Mr. Machady to, to sort of um, when he was on Sky Sports as well, um, in advance of the Premier League shareholders' meeting, that was that was a sort of totally out of the norm, to be honest, for Everton, and, and that went down extremely well. <clears throat> there was uh, the second stream, I suppose, was punishment. Now uh, that that was obviously going to come, wasn't it? You know what I mean, there's all sorts of. Um, Sort of ideas that, that came up, whether point deductions, um, European bans granted, that's probably more to do with UEFA than the Premier League, etc. <clears throat>
0: um,
1: resignations and influence removed from the clubs. And I believe a lot of that sort of happened now with the, the the re um, sort of distribution of the working groups at the shareholders' meetings, and um, fines, transfer bans, relegation, and redistribution of prize money. So, the, the, the and um, sort of full disclosure of events as well. And, and I believe that's what's currently gain momentum prior to any decision being announced in terms of the punishments. Um, but yeah, it was obviously it was quite topical, wasn't it? So that, that was, that we were expecting quite a, quite a few responses in terms of punishments. Um, there's two other streams. One was in terms of the Champions League. Um, so everybody you mentioned that basically said remove the coefficients, which as we say before, it that the way European football works at the moment, it, it's all about rewarding teams for on-field performance. Um, so by, giving people automatic rights a, a, a team. How would we feel if we finished fourth for the next two seasons and couldn't compete in the Champions League because a different team had finished fifth or sixth and had a higher coefficient than us? You know what I mean, it's, it, it totally goes against the sort of sport and meta piece. Definitely. <clears throat> and, the, and, and the last thing was um, in terms of the fan led review. So um, that was <clears throat> a, a lot lot of ideas um, that, we, that we briefed to the club. Um, sort of, that one of the ones that's um, sort of Got a lot of publicity lately these, sort of fans at a sort of board level. Um, now, that doesn't necessarily mean on the board, um, but it's, it's certainly some form of interaction at that level. Um, talk about sort of club um, having a wage salary cap, player salary caps, um, making t- um, affordable tickets and making them available for walk up. Um, a, a lot in terms of community and grassroots supports, and um, even a um, quality of um, financial payments for, for TV. Regardless of how many matches you, you've actually had, heard. obviously it's a bit different this year because pretty much everybody's had all, all 30, or will have all thirty eight games um, sort of broadcast. Um, fan votes over key matters, legislation to protect protect against any future um, sort of um, any future attempt to to, to to break away again, and I believe that's sort of fallen out of the the charter that's that's been um, published in the last couple of days. Um, where that that they're sort of setting up the that um, basically a commitment uh, from the clubs, so that if, if they do break, it's going to be severe repercussions, etc. Um some of the other bits were sort of removing parachute payments, um, percentage limits in terms of income spent on salary, safe standing. Um, one that, that you mentioned probably about a year ago, one the forum meetings, David, about uh, having alcohol at seats. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it happens in other sports. It doesn't happen in, in football. But if you can do it in cricket and rugby, let's we've proven that fans can um, act a lot better than the perception potentially could be. You know what I mean? So I think I think everything's in scope for this review, basically. So there's quite a few themes that we, we had to speak, um other chatter about there, and um and I suppose that the next stage for us is to um sort of. Get even more feedback so we're, we're planning on doing a series of workshops um, which will hopefully give us a sort of decent representation of the full fan base so we're planning on supporters club committee which i suppose is the sort of um, domestic supporters club group um focusing on international supporters clubs as well so um so whether that's sort of america's based european africa asia oceania sorry um also edza so the everton disabled sports association heritage society um, that the, the sort of fellow FSA members who are sort of affiliated to Everton and and one that's potentially got a, a bit of scope there is for the Everton um, Shareholders Association. Now they they probably have obviously a lot of their members are um, fans, but as long as that they also have sort of um, business related interest as well. So that might be a, a, a great opportunity to get some other sort
0: of discussion points there to
1: hopefully shape
0: the surveys
1: that the, that the club will be sending out to the entire
0: fan base. Definitely, Jazz. And I think it's fair to say, obviously, we, we fed a lot of these uh, discussion points into the club on on Thursday. Um, I think it's fair to say we had a lively discussion, you know, quite passionate discussion because, you know, it's something that, that means a lot to us to get this right. You know, it can't, can't happen again. Um, and I personally, I mean, I would love Everton Football Club to be the ones that, that drive this, uh, you know, Everton Fans Forum to be, you know, right at the front of the charge, representing the fans um and making sure that everyone's views are heard, which I think we've got off to a great start, haven't we? You know, we've had all, you know, hundreds of contacts, all these workshops have been set up. Um, we've already had them you know that initial discussion with the club with the recommendations um and we you know I had a discussion the other day actually around the the 50 plus 1 and the golden share you know i think chelsea have, have have moved on that but it does seem a bit of a token gesture chelsea's um there's no guarantee that they've actually got anything other than representation there and that that's an interesting one isn't it to, to really discuss because if they are going to do it we're going to have to do it properly aren't we
1: 100% and it's, it's interesting to see that the, the, well, the, the ones that I've seen sort of feedback on are related to the sit, if you like. I've seen sort of um, comments that um of Shank have suggested that they have two sort of fan reps at that level. Um, obviously, the, the Chelsea one, I think that was last night, was it yesterday afternoon, that that got tweeted out. Um, I think that the danger is that, well, it's, it's got to be done properly, hasn't it? It's, the, the worst thing that could happen is they have their own individual board meeting where um, they, they get rid of all the sort of the, the the key decisions that they want, and and then they put on a fake one if you like, where, where they invite people in as a sort of PR exercise. But it's um, it's it certainly is getting a bit of um, traction and feedback on on, on Twitter, especially.
2: I, I think one of the things that sort of came from the meeting that we had on Thursday was the, as the club said, we we probably more than anybody else in the Premier League, or possibly you know most you know, leagues in European football, aside from Germany, we have such a strong Everton fan representation on the board that we're probably not quite similar to, you know, a Chelsea or an Arsenal or a Liverpool, for example, where the, the people running the club are so detached, not just from the fans sort of emotionally, but also geographically. And, you know, it doesn't really feed into what they're doing. Whereas at Everton, you know, Denise is an Everton fan, so as so as Bill, and you know you have that sort of representation at every board meeting. So I think I think they sort of they did mention that, didn't they, at the time? And I think that obviously that I think that's an ideal situation. To be honest, I think everyone goes in with their own, obviously their own agenda, and it then becomes who becomes the fan representatives. But obviously there needs to be something done to stop this happening on a broader scale. I just. I just think maybe at Everton in particular, it's not quite as pressing an issue, just based on the fact that obviously we have um, already got that representation on the board of the club. Although that is just, you know, my personal opinion. I just think we're lucky in that sense.
1: No, one hundred percent. We're in the better position than a lot of the other clubs, and and to be fair, that the club didn't close the door on on any of the things that we mentioned, did they? Obviously, that the feedback we gave them plus the feedback that we get from these workshops are all going to go towards um the sit the, the survey or the series of surveys that, that the club send out. And it's it, it's all done through analytics, isn't it? They they will react to what the surveys tell them. Um so it'd be certainly interesting to to, to find out um if, if there is any sort of full disclosure on the back of them surveys what, what what sorts of numbers we're requesting for what different processes to be brought in place.
0: Yeah. I think that's the important part, isn't it? Because, you know, what you say, you know, that Everton, you know, haven't dropped any bombshells on us, um, you know, to, to the respect of, you know, Liverpool fans have been battling over a range of issues, um, you know, certainly over the last few years, um, you know, the walkouts uh, that they've done there. And um, obviously, uh, I think they got it terribly wrong with fellow and the staff. Um, so, it, 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 you know, it is a, t- you know, a, a, a certainly... A, a board that is and a club that is in touch with its community and understands the importance of that but Equally, you know, you just never know what happens tomorrow. You know, things change, and and it's important to formalise it to make sure that this can't happen again. Uh, we're not, you know, silly enough to think that you know, in a year's time, you know, someone might sell up and go elsewhere, and we we end up in the exact same scenario as them. So it's important that we really, you know, I think that we really push for this. We get the formal elements of it, and you know, it puts fans in a position where they can, you know, have that say at their club. Uh, the, the club that belongs to to the fans and the community. But, you know, obviously, it'll be interesting to find out if, you know, all the, all the feedback that we get from the, these workshops it's going to be busy for us, I think it's fair to say. Isn't it, Jazz? I know you haven't stopped, have you, for, for oh, two I weeks? I um, <laughs> was quite
1: uh, grateful for the, for the blackout, to be honest. gave <laughs> made a chance to go through all these emails and that. But do you know what? It's, that, that's what we're here for. We're, yeah. we're here to, to get fun? Sentiments pass that on onto the club, get the feedback, and then pass that back to the fans, aren't we? So that, that's the whole sort of nature of being at the forum.
0: So it, it, it's the least we can do, I suppose. Definitely, Um and obviously we'll go on to recruitments, but uh you know we've got the recruitment process going on, which is keeping us busy as well. So no, it's good; it's all you know exactly why we've we've gone for, for doing this and put ourselves forwards. We we are volunteers essentially, but. It's something that we all feel passionate about and we will continue to push the issues that matter the most. Um, and this certainly matters to us um, and, and we know it matters to, to all the people listening and the fans that, that are out there as well. So we'll, we'll make sure that your views are represented and um, I hope that you carry on feeding into that process. Um, I think that that is the key, though, the fan-led side of that and the FSA and, and all that should hopefully create the momentum to to make genuine change uh as anything uh, anything else you want to pick up before we move on from from that jazz
1: um to to be honest i think that's that's pretty much covered um what what happened where we got to this stage and what we're planning to do going forward so um obviously it's it's going to be on the on the back of the the workshops that we do have we'll be sort of briefing that presenting that to the club as well so uh I suppose that's the end of this first sort of phase and then that'll shape the surveys that come out and it should take it from
0: there. Definitely. And obviously them, a lot of them emails have been going out uh, last night uh, and today as well. So people will receive them emails that were sent by yourself, weren't they, um, as chair. So, um, right. Uh, we're just going to start another topic that we've been discussing today. Uh, Mike, I'll start with you with this. Uh, obviously, um we had a bit of a talk around this the season, really that that's ongoing. Uh, there were a few points that were raised, where and then obviously there's, you know, there's the possibility of the fans turning back at the grounds, which I think's been formalised since.
2: Yeah, so I'm sure everyone's probably received the emails and texts and whatever else was sent out about the um, the upcoming Wolves game at the end of the season. So. I'm sure there would have been a lot more riding on it had we have managed to not lose to Villa. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah th- that being said, it'll, it'll be nice to be back in the ground. So, uh, yes, yeah, so basically the, the ticket priority has been assigned to those who got tickets for the Manchester City and the West Ham ballots, uh, which were cancelled. You know, fans weren't allowed to attend. So, and then on top of that, those who weren't successful or hadn't applied so far. Um, out of the pool of 2021 20, season ticket members. So I think that was that was one of the cl- things that the club, you know, it, it although it seemed obvious, it was obviously dependent on allocation and how many we'd be allowed. So I think it was important for the club to get those in, those people in who, you know, were successful and couldn't attend. Uh, I mean, I attended the Chelsea game, and although there was only a couple of thousand of us there, it was just great to be back and, you know, great to. I, Great to see Goodison really see the players, and who knows how many games we have left there. So it's it you know you don't want to take any game for granted, even if there's only going to be six thousand or eight or thousand or you know however many will be allowed in. So um yeah, so it looks like they've shored up the ticket allocation on that, which I think is probably the fairest way of doing it. Yeah, so,
1: um, so just to say then as well, so things just come out today, hasn't it? That that, that match um, if it goes ahead. Um, will be a six o'clock kickoff on the on the Wednesday night now, I believe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's that's great. And I, I know from a um, from personal point of view, at, at the time the party was about having substantial food, and, and I was in town having substantial food just as they sort of, the, the the notifications came through that Man City had chickened out. <laughs> Where, so quite quite selfishly, I'm I'm, I'm pretty chuffed to to manage to pick my seat now for this game. But the, look, the, there's people on the forum who. Who work in the city on a daily basis who've been having um, sort of COVID tests during the week because of um that, that was the nature of their work, um who weren't in scope because they lived outside Liverpool city region so it, it's great that there's going to be that the, the larger um sort of Evertonian family if you like uh, getting access to these tickets as well.
2: Yeah, definitely. So that that sort of that game is subject to a G SAG convening on the twelfth of May, I believe to authorised or decline the safety certificate um but hopefully obviously with the way things are going and the positive news surrounding the vaccine and covid numbers hopefully that is you know more of a formality than a, a, um you know a, a concern yeah and the, i think the other thing that came out today as well was because there'd
1: been a few rumors had hadn't about um up to 500 away fans being eligible to travel and all that so that's that's being put to bed now as well certainly for the if the last two games of the season are, are with fans in, um, it won't be open to away fans.
2: Even better. Let's hope we have something to play for. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, so then another thing, which I think uh, sort of a lot of people have been very curious about, and it obviously affects a lot of people, is the ticket refund, which was scheduled for June. That is likely to be advanced to the end of May, which uh, is obviously good news in terms of, you know, it's been a hard time for everyone. I think... You know, getting the money earlier is obviously beneficial and um, obviously lends in sort of to hopefully, if we can get fans back in next season in any sort of way, then, you know, a lot of fans might have saved up some money for next year's tickets. And I'm sure the excitement will build through the summer, especially if things keep going the way they are. So, um, it's just like you said before as well. The, the days are cut to but now, aren't they? So
1: everyone's got to be special.
2: Yeah. And exactly. I
1: think that that it's it's a nice move for the club to to advance that from June because ultimately if, if our last home game is going to be Wolves in the middle of the month, then um, but there's no sort of the requirement is there for it to, to to wait until June for that to get processed. No, but, um, even though as, as you mentioned, a lot of people have chosen to keep crediting in their accounts. A lot of people haven't. Now that's because of um, like personal circumstances. That's because now they <laughs> may have had an increased sort of outgoings in terms of getting Sky or BC. Passes, you know what I mean, which was yeah. if, if they were going to the matches as well. So, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of people in a lot of different circumstances. So it's, I think it's good news that that last being
2: advanced. And then sort of carrying on in that same vein of form, one of the things that was mentioned was that obviously a lot of a lot of teams have released information already, uh, maybe slightly prematurely on you know what the season tickets arrangements are for next season. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the club of mainly been waiting for you know a better understanding of the of the national situation how things are progressing and i mean you you can't really rely on a lot to go right at the moment but thankfully it seems like things are progressing in the right way so we've been told that we can expect some communication in the coming weeks on the season ticket situation and obviously hopefully in whatever shape it comes it will be better news than what we've had you know in the, over the past couple of years since uh, since last March, so we're expecting some correspondence on that, aren't we, in the coming weeks? Yeah, so so again, as you say, hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, I think it's
1: to, to be honest that the club don't want to be in the same situation we were in last year, where they took money off fans and had to re- refund them. And let, let's be honest, the way the the sort of the, the coronavirus stats are going at the moment, it, it, it's all seems to be going well at the moment. So so hopefully, as long as that sort of keeps filtering through, and that we be, well, we're hopeful that we can get full-season
2: tickets in. Yep. So, And then the, the final thing that we mentioned on this sort of topic was uh, another thing that always gets a lot of attention at this time of the year, and that's the, the new kit releases. So they will be released in a series of releases. Uh, the club obviously put a lot of... There's a lot of logistics that go into these sort of things, and I can only imagine even more so under the current circumstances to try and arrange some sort of events and you know a, a way to release the kits and make it exciting without the actual ability to necessarily have you know the clubs, club stores open with fans turning up for signed events but it will be released uh, with a number of release events and then they'll be available in the store shortly following the release and uh, before the schools break up in the summer which I know has been a big bone of contention in recent years when you know, loads of kids are going away in football kits and Everton are still yet to release theirs. But thankfully, you know, the partnerships that we've got are in place and there's no sort of turnover of kit manufacturer or things like that. So we've got the, uh, you know, we'll have them in the shops in time for the summer.
1: Yeah, that, that that's a massive win. As, and as, as you rightly say, that's <clears throat> for, for once we're stay. We're, we've got the same sort of, we've got a multi-year contract, haven't we? So. Yeah. So, so that, that that's definitely working in its favour. I, I know I'm certainly um <clears throat> looking forward to seeing how they raise the bar this year. I thought last year was was, was particularly good in terms of like the third get the seagram um see from with the um the stables um, and community disabled football team there as well. So it'd be really, really interesting to see how how the bar does get raised again.
0: I've got to say, I'm monitoring that from afar so till it comes down to a price that I, I can swoop in there at the last minute, so like a cheapskate. Yeah. <laughs> you must be getting these emails every day, then. So 7% off, 7% off. Get in there, mate. I'm watching like a hawk. <laughs> Well, uh, no, fantastic, and I agree. You know, the, the kids were excellent last year. I, I don't think I've ever bought b- as much gear, you know, the crane and stuff. Um, certainly that's been on offer lately as well for a decent price. So I've moved in there, so it's good to see. Um, just just to, just to kind of just move on from that as well, obviously, we mentioned we've got the recruitment ongoing. Um, have had over 70 applicants there. Um, some you know, I would probably describe is really high quality you know it's, I've been really infused um by by you know the level of applications it's fair to say jazz isn't it? yeah yeah it's been, it's been some, some absolutely fantastic applications so far so uh we don't give too much away obviously the interviews are currently ongoing as we we speak uh they'll be going between the 4th and the 13th of may uh and then we're looking to try and half that down again um based on on the the, the top Tier of, of interviews to go to the fan vote. Uh, so watch this space. Uh, there should be uh, some news for that upcoming. Um, <clears throat> so jazz. And um, there was also, obviously, it, it seems a, a, ages ago this now, but there was the the markets and agency co- uh, consultation um, that went on, um, and there was some feedback in relation to that, wasn't there? Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> I, can't, I can't even remember how long ago it was. Now it's, it's probably
1: about a year ago. Um, but there's several sorts of um, Everton groups got invited to a, an agency uh, sort of fact-finding um, event, I suppose you could call it. So mostly um, we had a few reps there, shareholders <clears throat> Association, Heritage Society, EDSA, a um, uh, sort of few other sorts of fans uh, as well. And there's basically um, the, the brief we were given back there was is to potentially shape the way the Everton brand and corporate identity goes forward. And um, so we've requested an update on that because it, it had been a sort of a significant period of time. Um, and we're basically being told that it's, it's getting to sort of the, the end stage of that process. And we're hoping that we will have some more information by uh, our May Vans Forum meeting. So hopefully there will be some more information coming out that later later this month.
0: Fantastic. Um it's good to see, you know, that that's in the radar as well. It's important we keep improving, evolving, uh, and doing all we can to make our brand as best as it can be out there as we continue to grow certainly, uh, both domestically and internationally, uh, which is vitally important really. Um and one that, that, that come up actually, um I, I I thought it was was terrible really, the the, the handling charges. Um, they were they were extortionate really from fanatics, uh, but that was discussed as well, wasn't it, Mike? Uh, on the back of a few fans highlighting that to to the forum.
2: Yeah, so we we didn't really get much of an answer from that, but I think that I think that was something that the club weren't particularly aware of until the fans had made them aware of it. Do you know what I mean? That was something that cropped up. Obviously, it's a it's a third party um kit supplier, isn't it? And so I think the the club did make the point that you know they are aware of it they're, they're progressing through the through the channels that they've got available to them to find out what this handling fee is for what it entails and you know we we made the point to them that it didn't feel very you know didn't feel very evident didn't feel very appreciative of the times that people are going through at the minute just to throw an extra charge on and there was complete understanding from the club on that wasn't there yeah so so
1: Lisa our retail leads is um obviously it, It wasn't helped that a lot of this came in literally just at the start of the sort of the the weekend blackout. Um, But certainly, Lisa has been progressing that straight through with the club as well. So we're hoping to get an update on that soon that we can can then share with with the the fans as well.
0: Excellent! It'd be good to see that getting turned around, wouldn't it? Um, So it's it's great to to see that progressing as well. Uh, So that 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 brings us to an end, um, chaps. Um, I don't uh, know. I'll just go round the houses. Uh, Mike, have you got anything uh, more to add?
2: Um, no, but I think I think we've covered pretty much everything, haven't we? I'm just um, looking forward to hopefully a decent end of the season, and then fingers crossed for getting back into Goodison early next season.
0: Yeah, certainly when we're all back together, that that will be a special moment. Um, and hopefully, it's not too far off. Uh, Jazz about yourself? Um, yeah, I think the the only other one there's, there's
1: some sort of other interesting um, sort of ideas that came out of the back of the emails. Um, one of them, for example, turned round said, um, "Why why do we still?" have customer numbers right why can't they be supporter numbers or or something akin to that yeah um, so we mentioned that and, and i mean tom was there from sort of data marketing and and he he he's um happy to implement that sort of um imminently so yeah, any of these sort of other um ideas that, that come to mind and that please please do send them in
0: I mean, that's important, and then we, you know, all the fans that we've got out there. You know, the professional. You know, we've got a lot of people who've got really professional qualifications that can feed into to improve things. So, you know, don't think you can't contact us to put them ideas forward. We definitely will. Um. So, yeah, no, good, good point, Jaz, and it was good to see that getting raised as well. Even though it was kind of uh, aside from 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 the suggestion of the email Uh, so also uh, round off for today I just want to just say to people you know uh, keep the momentum moving forward Uh, keep motivated you know we'll all work together uh, if we unite regardless of what colour shirt you're wearing um, to really make change in football because it's needed um, and hopefully we can represent you um, on on really driving that forward Uh, so keep 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 feeding in and uh, we'll keep you updated as we, as the process moves on. Uh, bye for now. And as always, we always like to end with a fan's voice. It's again, Jeff Hughes. So thank you, Jeff. I know this is your second song now. And this song is appropriately named uh, Bitter Boy. I am a blue, a loyal
2: blue, for Dixie Dean and Little Bolly. I'll sing a song to all those greats, to the Everton team and football glory. I am a blue, a loyal blue, when skies are grey I will not waver. You're in my heart, you're in my soul, I'll stand up tall and ask no favour. I am a blue, a loyal blue, from Goodison Park to the royal blue Mersey, and I will stand and I will sing to the Everton team and the royal blue jersey, I am a blue, a loyal blue.